Oregon and Utah are holding on to those top spots with a tight grip, while teams like Colorado and Arizona had surprisingly victorious weekends. We're diving into it all on today's episode of a Locked On Pac-12 podcast. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making this episode of Locked On Pac-12 Podcast your first listen of the day. As part of the Locked On Network, it is free and available on all podcasting platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. As always, I'm loving it. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson, former Pac-12 student athlete, and today I'm giving you the conference rankings of the week. Quick note, in case you're new to the podcast, this is just a ranking based off performances from the week before, not an overall season ranking. So let's dive in and get started. For our first slot of the day, that's number one in the rankings, this goes to Oregon. At this point, it's kind of hard not to give it to them. They're back in a dominating space. Um, Oregon was always kind of one of the favorites going into this season. And although the the performance and the play has been a little rocky, they've definitely done, you know, some changes in the last few games and have had some really good games. So they faced Washington last weekend. Uh, beat them 26 to 16. Now, at one point, we definitely thought. Washington and Oregon were going to be battling it out, uh, but Washington has not lived up to those uh, expectations, which I feel like we say week in, week out, but at this point, it is what it is. Um, Oregon is currently eight and one, and they moved up to the number three spot in the college football playoff rankings. So at this point, I don't think that Oregon can even handle taking a loss if they want to maintain uh, one of those top four spots in the college football playoff rankings, I think at this point, it's so crucial to keep going um, full speed ahead at this point. Uh, there's a lot of teams looking for a chance to get into those top four spots, but I do think that Oregon winning out would be beneficial to the PAC 12 conference, having a PAC 12 team in the national talks um, in the national playoffs, that would be obviously amazing, but I don't know if Oregon can keep this going. Granted, we know they're a great team and probably the best team in the Pac-12, um, but there's some teams looking for a chance to upset them. And one of those teams is Washington State, who will play them this weekend. Uh, you already know that I'm a huge Cougar fan. If you're new to the podcast, you know now. I'm a huge Cougar, Cougar fan because I am a Cougar alum. I ran track for the Washington State Cougars, so my allegiances lie with them. And then I went to grad school at SC, so I have some love for them as well. But SC is not in the talks. Washington State is really a neck and neck, well, not neck and neck, but waiting for an opportunity to fight for that Pac-12 North position. Now, Oregon has to face Washington State and Utah. And those both those teams, for various reasons, will be looking to secure a win against the Ducks. So we shall see if the Ducks can hold out and continue to keep the wins coming. But uh, if not, we may see them drop out of the college football rankings now, or out of the top four of the college football playoff rankings. Uh, coming in at number two is Utah. 
they completely slaughtered Stanford, 52 to 7. And so at this point, Utah is really stamping their position in the South. Uh, they've been leading for the last two, two, three weeks. And at this point, it's kind of clear that they may be the favorites to take the South. They have the uh, tie break over ASU. So even if they fell short a game, I think they could afford to still win out and win the South, even with the loss. So we'll see how that goes. But Tavion Thomas, TJ Pledger, and Makai Bernard all ran for over 100 yards in the last game. Um, not only are they positioning themselves to win the Pac-12 South, but doing it in a dominating fashion. And at this point, it does look like Oregon and Utah will be the teams we'll see in the Pac-12 championship. Still a few games to, you know, see if that's what happens, but that's looking like the most likely option at this point. Coming in at number three, is Colorado. Uh, Colorado upset the Beavers, a team who started off the season surprising a lot of folks. Uh, the Oregon State Beavers were on a roll, and all of a sudden, they've been taking some L's, and Colorado was happy to serve one of those L's. They upset the Beavers and won in double overtime by just a field goal. Brendan Lewis had just 170 yards for three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. So, like, the yardage doesn't make sense, but the touchdowns were there, you know. Uh, while Colorado walked away with this win, it was also due to Oregon State shooting themselves in the foot, which we'll talk a little bit about when we get to their landing spot. Um, but Colorado, good for them, uh, finishing out a game and showing that, you know, there's still some some skill there and talent there that they can compete with the, some of the best. Um, that game was pretty crazy, double overtime, uh, don't think anybody expected it to land like that, but, you know, it's the Pac-12, unfortunately, and we already know how that goes. You can never predict uh, what's going to happen in the Pac-12 because it's always chaotic. Uh, the good thing is I, I would say that the competition is what puts the Pac-12 over a lot of other schools and teams, and so... That's why we see the chaos. Uh, but coming up next, we will continue to dive into this rankings list and let you know uh, who falls in at that number four spot. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world. They offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit and use the promo code will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code LOCKED ON. You pick two to five players in an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allows mixed sports entries, which basically means you can take the over on LeBron, combine it with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code LOCKED ON. Go to the App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode of Locked On Pac 12 Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. 
Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. For me, McDonald's was always a break from home cooked meals, a fun place to get little toys in your happy kids meal. Um, I mean, your kids, your happy meal. Um, it's a place where you can enjoy some tasty French fries and nuggets. And then that best part about it, the high C orange can never get enough. So you should head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Pac-12 podcast watch party? As always, I'm loving it. Shout out to you listeners for making Pac-12 Locked on Pac-12 podcast your first listen of the day. Uh, we definitely appreciate the support. We are free and available on all platforms, so you can get this podcast just about anywhere. Returning back to our rankings list, we are falling to who comes into that number four spot. And for this, it would be ASU. Uh, ASU, you know, had a little issue, not ish, I won't say little issue, but ran into taking an L, okay, um, and now they are getting back to the winning slot, trying to get back into fighting contention in the Pac-12 South. I think that a lot of things would have to go their way for them to actually end up winning it, but crazier things have happened in the Pac-12. They did beat USC 31-16. to Um we saw Jaden Daniels actually uh, throw for only 145 yards and no touchdowns and two interceptions. So them pulling off this win was still very impressive, but it was coming from the running back core. Rashad White ran for 202 yards on 28 carries, three touchdowns. Definitely carried this team and brought the win, you know, home for sure. Uh, Chip Trainum. I forget that his name is Diamante on paper, but he goes by Chip Trainum. He uh, scored a touchdown as well, uh, part of that running back core. And at this point, that is a strong suit for the Sun Devils, and I'm sure something that they're going to look to capitalize and continue to capitalize on as they move forward um, with the rest of their season. At it, we know they will be bowl eligible as long as I think have they made it so think they have to get one more game and they'll be bowl eligible, but uh definitely a chance for them to win out the rest of their games. They've faced some tough opponents in Utah and Washington State who gave them a run for their money and ended up serving them some L's. Coming in that number five spot is probably my most favorite win of the week. And that goes to the Arizona Wildcats. They notched their first win of the season, but also finally put an end to that losing game streak. They had been on a 20-game losing streak, and that came to an end against California on Saturday, um, last Saturday. Uh, that game was very weird, okay? So they started off the first quarter, 0-0. Then actually first half, sorry, first two quarters, no one scored. Went into halftime, no score. Third quarter, both of them scored a, a field goal. And at this point, still no touchdown, still no real movement from the offenses, uh, which I don't know if that's a knock on the offenses or a moment for shine of both defenses. But when it came to that fourth quarter, 
we saw uh, a touchdown finally occur. And that was courtesy of, I'm trying to remember who scored the touchdown. Oh, courtesy of Michael Wiley. There you go. I was trying to make sure it wasn't Stanley Berry Hill. Michael Wiley scored that touchdown that ended up being the game winner for the Wildcats. Um, I know at this point, it it's like the end of the towards the end of the season, them winning the one game can only mean so much. But I do think that it meant a lot for that team who had been fighting and fighting all season long. We've seen them compete against some tough opponents and really put up points. They didn't just roll over and give the games away, but they weren't able to really close out on any game. And so if anything, this is a moment of trusting the process of what Jed Fish is trying to do over there. It's his first win as the head coach at Arizona, but his second win against Cal, um, he was the UCLA interim coach when he won a game against Cal before. So um, shout out to the Wildcats though. That's a great moment, you know, something they've been working on and seeing the fruits of their labor finally like manifest. Great moment for them. They rushed the field. It was pure chaos, but super exciting. And I believe it was their homecoming. So even more, you know, of a fun moment for them. Uh, coming next week, they will face, who will they be facing? Let's see. They will be facing Utah, which will not be an easy uh, opponent for them. Utah will be coming to Tucson to play, but Utah is on a crazy run right now. And they're a little more dominant than what we saw in Cal. So if Arizona can keep up with them, that would be amazing. Give us a good game. Uh, if there's an upset here, that would be the story of the weekend for sure. And if Arizona finds a way to upset Utah, they will lead the rankings next week. I promise you that. I promise you that, okay? Uh, coming in at the number six spot is Oregon State. So this, at this point, we're getting into the losers of the week. Um, I won't say losers, but the teams that lost, because I'm going to be, let me be nice. The teams that lost. Uh, Oregon State in that game against um, Colorado. Typically, I would have had them further down because Colorado is not an offensive team that you would expect to take an L to, um, especially playing as well as Oregon State had been playing. But they had the most points by a losing team. And because it came down to a double overtime fight, I feel like they were in the game. They were in the mix. They just shot themselves in the foot. So they do get the first spot, um, you know, as far as the losing teams going, that's at number six. But I'm not quite sure where Oregon State is going to end up this season. Because at this point, they're struggling to secure a um, bowl game bid. Like they have two more games left and – or three more games left, sorry. Three more games left and – they have to at least win two of those games. Their next opponent is Stanford, who has been taking some L's themselves. So this may be an opportunity for them to uh, capitalize and get a win. But after that, they have a tough game against Arizona State and then the rival game against Oregon. So this remaining schedule for Oregon State is interesting, uh, will be something that we will be keeping our eyes on because the fight will be real for sure. Uh, but Oregon State, yes, they, in the double overtime, could not pull it off missed some field goals. And those are moments that you can't really afford when 
you're in a battle like that, like you're literally losing it for yourself. And I know the pressure of kicking field goals is high and we don't like to put it all on the, you know, like shoulders of those kickers, but you had one job. So that's all I'm going to say there. We'll see how Oregon State fares out for the rest of the season. Uh, but coming up next, we will continue out the last four teams of the rankings and let you know where some of your favorite teams have landed. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. Another great thing about Bill Bar, there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, we're getting ready to close out this episode with the last four teams that made this rankings list. And here's the thing. Um, it gets tough trying to rank your losers of the week because at the end of the day, they're already looking at themselves as, you know, a struggle. But these some of these teams have been on the farther end of these rankings for most of the season. And USC is one of them. So USC comes in at number seven on our list. And it's mainly because we haven't seen them give us consistency. That has been the one thing that USC has lacked all season long. One game they'll play really well. The next game they not so well. Um, they did lose Drake London, which was a huge blow to the team. But at the same time, I feel like at this point, USC is just trying to finish out the season. I do not think they're going to end up being bowl eligible. Uh, the back and forth between using Keaton Slovis and Jackson Dart is all over the place. And I'm not sure if the, that is necessarily the best option for uh, this team, but we are seeing, this is just not the Trojans year. I'll just say that. It's just not their Trojans year. They had to lose, the, they lost their coach. Um, a lot of, you know, chaos going on with the injuries to their team and then the back and forth with their quarterbacks. It's been a roller coaster year and, I think it'll be beneficial for the Trojans to just recoup and come back next season ready to play. They have uh, 
they didn't play last – I mean, they won't play this weekend because the game against Cal has been postponed since Cal um, had some positive COVID tests. But um, we shall see how they fare against UCLA the following weekend. Next, Not this weekend, but next weekend. And then they'll play BYU to end the season. BYU has not lost a game to a Pac-12 team this season at all. And yeah, I think it would depend. I think if it's, I mean, USC won out the rest of their three games, they could make a bowl game. That would be a huge deal for them considering how they've played this season. Um, coming in at number eight is UW. Now, Washington, I'm going to talk about them more so. We're talking about the Jimmy Lake situation. Um, Jimmy Lake was put on non-paid suspension yeah unpaid suspension after a sideline incident um and at this point it's speculated that UW will probably look to part ways with with the head coach he uh i guess made contact with an athlete on the sideline and we were talking with Brian Brown a little bit about it this earlier this week and or just Wednesday, sorry. And it's clear that since since that happened, since we recorded, because we recorded that episode earlier than when the news dropped about what you know he would face as a consequence. So he does have the suspension for this one game this week. It is probably clear that UW will look to part ways. Not only has the season not been um, what it's what they expected it to be. UW came into the season a top contender for sure, looking to take over the Pac-12, especially after the season they had last year. Um, but it has not been that at all. And so now at this point, UW will probably be one of those teams looking for a new head coach in the offseason. I don't know if it makes sense to make that move right now with the last few games, especially if there's a chance for them to still be bowl eligible uh, but you just don't know. I I will say that I talked a little bit about this on um, Wednesday with Brian and like the putting your hands on an athlete in any capacity is never okay as a coach and as a leader of that team. And so I will say, I think that the university is handling the situation well, but we'll see what they do as we go along further and see what happens with Jimmy Lake. Uh, the remaining schedule for Washington, they face Arizona State tomorrow, then uh, Colorado, and then Washington State in the Apple Cup. So I'm not a hundred, I, I don't have faith that the Huskies will make a bowl again, oh, sorry, a bowl game. Um, I know you have to have like at least seven wins. And so they would have to win out the rest of their season. Arizona State is not an easy opponent. Colorado is you know, showing some different signs of waking up at this point. They beat Oregon State in double overtime. I truly believe they could beat Washington. And then Washington State is the more dominant team out of the Pacific North, well, out of the Washington area this season. And so Apple Cup, I do believe, is going home to the Cougars this season. I will be devastated if it doesn't, but that is my prediction. And so I do not see the Huskies making a bowl game this season. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not really sorry, but I'm sorry for you, UW fans. Uh, coming in at number nine is Cal, who did not score a touchdown at all and only was and was held to just a field goal. Struggled against 
an Arizona team who has not won a game this season and gave away that first win for uh, Arizona. So more than anything, it's like Cal has faced some opponents way tougher than Arizona. Arizona wasn't coming with anything that they haven't seen already or that should have been tough for Cal. And so I almost put them dead last, but dead last definitely had to go to um, the team that Utah played. And so we'll get into that because it was the other Northern California team that falls after Cal. And that is Stanford at number 10 Stanford against um, Utah. Like I mentioned, Utah is on a run right now. Okay. They're, they're playing differently. They're coming with different energy, 52 to seven. Stanford was held to just seven points and let Utah run it up on them. 52 points. I just, I can't, I, I can't just let that slide. You can't go and be, you know, number nine on the list. Eight on like, you have to get number 10 for that. Cause where was the defense at this point? Utah just completely slaughtered Stanford ran right over them. And, um, I don't know. Stanford has to get it together. They've struggled a lot this season, but had some huge wins. So it's a little confusing. They were the first team to beat Oregon, and that was huge in a final, in an overtime, but it was still a huge win for them. Um, and we just haven't seen them continue those same performances since. Uh, they also beat USC, huge win earlier in the season, because at that time, USC was more, con- you know, considered to be a better team. But they completely have fell off. And at this point, I don't think they're bowl eligible, but they will be facing Oregon State next. Um, both teams are looking for some redemption at this time. And then they'll have their big rivalry game against Cal. And then they play Notre Dame to end the season. So the rest of the last three games of the season for each team, some have some strong implications on the line and some are just trying to finish out the season the best way they can. It's been a crazy season of Pac-12 football. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving seeing the chaos, the teams upset, all of that. And so I hope it continues in the following three games of the season. And then, you know, basketball season is here. We They officially started this week across the, uh, across the country. All teams are starting to play now. And so we'll have a lot more to talk about and we'll pivot uh, talking more about basketball as football fizzles out. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode of Locked on Pac-12 podcast. We are available and free on all platforms. You can follow along on Twitter at LO underscore Pac-12. And then you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Cindy Robinson. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the Locked on Pac-12 podcast YouTube channel. And then listen wherever you get your podcast, the Odyssey app or wherever. You can also check out one of our other conference shows and make it your second listen of the day. There's Locked On Big 12, Locked On ACC, and Locked On SEC, all um, hosted by our experts and giving you the rundown on everything happening in those conferences. Other than that, per usual, make sure you continue to stay Locked On Pac-12 on the Locked On Network. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.